Hello again, and welcome to Faith, Family, and Politics. I'm your host, Joshua Cummins. Hey, there's my name. What, what kind of show are we going to have today, Neil? We're going to have a really big show, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to fill some big shoes there, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so, some Puerto Rican shoes at that. So, <laughs> uh, Louis is out sick, so be, be sure to have him in your prayers. Um, but, yeah, we've got our good friend, Neil Covington, returning. Um, he was on... Uh, few weeks back and uh, make sure you go back and watch that episode too because you know I know you've seen it like three or four times because you're subscribed and all that stuff but make sure that you're sharing it with your friends and commenting and all that stuff right okay <laughs> and then across from him we have someone checking out his phone for some reason uh young mr ryan sellers hi <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's good to be back yeah he, he was on a he, well he's been here as an intern um for, for quite a while um but, and he's been on the show before, so he's returning as well. And uh, so good to have you. And, all right. <laughs> he's still, still, still fiddling with his phone. He's a busy yeah, man, uh, Josh. He's a busy uh, Austin, man. I think you may need to take his device away. He just can't get it. No, <laughs> like, it's like 14 years old. <laughs> okay, and then bringing the message this week. Yeah, I know. I can't help it. <laughs> uh, the wife of our perfect producer, uh, which just before I say uh, – Sterling over there is, is doing a really good job <laughs> and allowing me to mess him up. Um, but yeah, he's over there back in the producer's booth this week. Um, but his wife, Sarah Metcalf Allen. Um, and then uh, you've got a message for us this week, I Sarah. Sure um, so before we go into a prayer, would you like to tell us what the title is? Complete Satisfaction. Oh, hey, look at the graphic there, huh? I think I did all right on that. It was a nice graphic. <laughs> I was just thinking that. That's going to pop on YouTube algorithm. <laughs> it, was like, it was like a happy guy with a thumbs up. So I figured, you know, I, I tried to find something that went with, because I, I know I read the scripture that you sent me for the title. So um, anyhow, uh, go ahead and lead us in prayer. Lord, thank you for tonight. Thank you for uh, these gents being here um, and allowing me to be here. Um, pray for Louie as he is not feeling well. Uh, please give him rest and healing that he needs. And he can be back with us shortly. Uh, pray for Alan as he is spending uh, time with his family. Um, let them have fun and enjoy each other's company. Um, when we go through our uh, message tonight, um uh, Help me to remember that it's not just me talking at people, but it is for me as well. And that we can all learn to be better um, in this topic. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. All righty then. So, part of my message, I'm going to read two chapters. One from the New Testament, one from the Old Testament. We'll start with the New Testament one. In this chapter is one of the most commonly misquoted or taken out of context scriptures that I am aware of. Y'all might know it. It's Philippians 4.13, and it says, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. What do you think of when you hear that verse? Well, um, I think of two things. There's the out-of-context version of that which most people do, they say, well, I'm strong enough to get through this particular thing or I can do, I can do this because God's given me strength to do it. 
but I I think if from reading everything around it that uh, uh, getting the content as opposed to just the context, I see it as um, a, God giving us strength to make it through everything that, that He put that, that He puts in front of us, all the roadblocks. Um, but it's only to allow us to grow and become stronger through those adversities. That's what I see. Any thoughts on what you think of? What's the first thing that pops in your head? I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Well, I mean, as Josh said, that's how I feel. It was something like if you have like obstacles, you know, he can help you get through it. That's how I feel off of first, you know, content. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> he was too busy playing with his phone again. No, Words? What? No, hey, let's not. take three seconds. Austin, go ahead and pop over here and take that device. I want it done. How does that make you feel? Huh? Frame and everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's going to sneak right in here and he's going to take that device. <laughs> not the hat. So, Again, if you don't mind, Sarah, go ahead and repeat the verse for him (laughs) so that he can maybe get a thought in his head for it. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. There's two two to that. (laughs) Uh, I just don't know how to respond to that. Yeah, okay, that's fine. (laughs) Well, we're going to talk about it. Um, At least a he was lot able of people, to form a thought now. Yeah, yeah, yeah right? Yeah. So, I mean, you see it plastered on, you know, it's one of those motivational verses, you know, on little things like this or on a cup or whatever it's talked about. Like, I remember, like, in high school sports, I went to a Christian school. We can win this game because we can do all things through Christ. But if the other school is a Christian school or has a Christian in it, then they can think the same thing. How does that work? Yeah, it doesn't because that's not what the verse is talking about. But anyways, we're yeah. gonna I'm gonna read the whole chapter now, so we can have that content context surrounding it. And it says, "Therefore, my brethren, dearly beloved, and longed for my joy and crown, so stand fast in the Lord, my dearly beloved." This is Paul talking to the church in Philippi. That's our boy. I beseech Yodius uh, and beseech Syntyche. Sure. That's okay. It's the redneck um, version. Those are the names, right? <laughs> That's that they point. be of the same mind in the Lord. And I entreat thee also, true yoke fellow, help those women which labored with me in the gospel, with Clement also, and with other my fellow laborers whose names are in the book of life. Shout out to the women. Um, <laughs> rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing or be anxious for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, are honest, just, pure, lovely, Whatsoever things are good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. But I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at the last your care of me have flourished again, wherein you were also careful, but you lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned, and whatsoever state I am, therewith to be content, to be satisfied. I know both how to be abased, and I know how to abound. 
everywhere and in all things, I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Notwithstanding, ye have well done that ye did communicate with my affliction. Now ye Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, except for you. For even in Thessalonica, ye sent once and again into my necessity, not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. But I have all and abound. I am full, having received of Epaphroditus the things which were sent from you, an odor of a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Another commonly misquoted verse. Now unto God and our Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. Salute every saint in Christ Jesus, the brethren which are with me, greet you. All the saints salute you, chiefly they that are Caesar's household. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. So there's a lot of stuff going on in this chapter. Yeah. To surround that one verse. And it all comes down to, you know, I, I, it makes sense when you hear it. I feel like, I mean, it makes sense to me when I hear it in the context and it's like, wait a second, that's not how I grew up hearing it kind of thing or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I mean, beforehand you look in, first off, he's talking to believers. (laughs) So if you don't have Christ, then the whole point of that verse, I can do all things through Christ means nothing to you. Why would it? And even if you thought it would mean something to you, you don't have Christ and the Holy Spirit inside of you. So it does not apply to you. Yeah. And then it talks about how he's concerned for them and he is reminding them and thanking them for working alongside him, the men and the women. And he says, rejoice. You can rejoice. You can have joy. The Lord is at hand. He's coming soon. He's by us now. Be anxious. Be careful for nothing. Have thanksgiving. Let your requests be made to God. God's peace, which passes all understanding, can be on you. I think Journey's making her contribution with her <laughs> with her toy over here. <laughs> and if you think on all on all those things, that list of the true and honest and just and all those things, things that uh, Paul had modeled for them, and who hopefully you have good Christian leaders in like your church or your life that you have a model of that for, do those things as well. And then it really gets into the the really close ones that are just a couple verses before. And that um, he's thanking them specifically for gifts that while he was in prison and he was struggling and they were poor, but they still sent anyways. And he says, and it's not because I like, Needed it because I just needed it. But because I have learned, Paul has learned, to be content. I know how to be poor and how to have a lot, a base and abound. And in all things, I am supposed to be full and hungry to abound and suffer need. I can do all of those things. We can add that word those. And I think is what makes it really stick home through Christ which strengthens me. And then it, after that, he says, but you have always done well sending me those gifts even when you, you couldn't or it seemed like you couldn't. You still did. 
And then that's when it gets down to other verse I said was taken out of context a lot. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And it took me a long time to understand and look at the context of that verse. Um, he supplies our needs. Absolutely. Over and over again in my own life, I've seen him provide in just unimaginable ways, it seems like to me. Yeah. But even more so when I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, when I am following him the way that I should. But my God shall supply all your need. (laughs) In the very end, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. So total satisfaction. I started, I named it this, and it, this idea didn't start with this chapter of the Bible, but this is the first thing that came to mind when I started really thinking about it. When I started thinking about what is satisfaction, um, and I was like, you know, satisfaction, contentment is something that goes, it's like hand in hand, basically. Can you be content? Can you be satisfied with what you already have, with what uh, part of life that you're in? Um, yeah, whether you're on the mountain <laughs> or the valley, right? Right. But it's the it's that constant. It's a constant struggle too to to be able to be content with where where you're at. Because like, um, especially when you start getting like used to a certain kind of living or whatever, and people go, "Oh, well, this is my standard of living now, so mm-hmm. I don't want to go backward." Sometimes you have to, yeah, and you have to be okay with it. Um, and just because, um, you got the Lord doesn't mean it's all going to be sunshine and rainbows all the time. As a matter of fact, we're going to suffer for his name's sake. So it's probably going to get even harder, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah, that's why it talks yeah. about still rejoicing in the Lord always, no matter what it says, be careful for nothing. So don't be anxious or have all these cares, but in everything. So he knows it's going to happen. So but in everything, by prayer and, and supplication or request, with thanksgiving, go to God. So when those do come, you have already been rejoicing. You have these cares. You're going to bring them to God with thanksgiving for things that he's already done for you. And then the peace of God, which passes all understanding, can keep can be with you and keep you. It just It just all just forms this perfect plan of contentment of satisfaction yeah it kind of reminds me of that uh that little little boy i've seen him on 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 facebook i I don't know where the video originally came from but uh he's singing uh singing uh to god and thank you for joy thank you for pain have you heard that one i don't think i have i'm not oh yeah it's 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 great (laughs) i i I think he's a little african boy um not not 100% 100% sure on that. He just, he just looks like the, it just out of context. He's, he's, Let's he's, edit that out. No, I just, <laughs> no, I, just I mean, just <laughs> looking at his surroundings, it looks like he's in Africa and he's a, he's a young man. So, um, but he's very content with his life, no matter what's going on in his life. And, uh, and he, he thanks God for both the joy and the pain uh, for the sun and the rain. And uh, I was like, man, that's that's powerful for a, a kid to sing. I don't know where, where the song actually comes from, or um, but for a kid to sing that and 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 be smiling doing that, um, that that was that was powerful. And that's what make that was what makes me think of that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, being happy where you're at because uh, even well the problems. Yeah, talking about being loaded down with problems like uh, today uh, at, at my day job, 
um, one of my coworkers goes, oh man, this is a good way to start this, this out. Cause he's trying to show me how to do, a, uh, I'm learning a whole new department. He said, oh, so this is a way to start this out. It's got all kinds of problems. I said, no, no problems are good. And he's like, he's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause, uh, cause we'll learn, you'll learn from them faster. It's like, it's, that's right. So let's get all the adversity out of the way first. And so I think that's what people for fail to see when there's those, those, um, those, uh, adversities coming, coming in, in your way. God's just trying to teach you something. You're about to learn something. So oh, okay. <laughs> journey contributing again. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, problems come your way. Adversities come your way. I mean, he, he just, just doing this podcast, we've seen all kinds of problems. Haven't we Sterling? He's nodding his head over there. And, uh, <laughs> and we've, we've decided we've learned how to pivot and then continue forward because that's what we're supposed to do. That that's how we learn those lessons. We, we just pivot and move forward um, and then have be satisfied in it because it's just, it is what it is. And let's learn how to, there's always another way, always another way. Yeah. And, and yeah, when you start to not be content and be satisfied, then you are just miserable. Like if you are always trying, always needing more money, always needing, I mean, yes, we ask for more subscribers, but we are happy with the ones that we have. Oh yeah. They're loyal. And watch. thank you for watching, like, and being a part of this small community. Yes, we want it to this grow. family. That's right. That's right. We do want to grow because we want to share the fun and the awesome things that we do here. If we don't grow, we're still going to do the awesome and fun things that we do here, yeah. though. So, like, we are content, but still working for growth. And there's, you know, it's not all about the growth, though. Yeah. Because otherwise, it's like, oh, who cares about them? We need more. Well, no, thank you for being here. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, and then, like I was saying, like, with money, like, oh, I need a better job. <laughs> and, I, oh, I got to get this next car. Or I need to eat at all these places or whatever. Like, And then you finally do. And it's like, nah. okay, now I need the next thing. Yeah, it's like, ch- chasing the carrot. <laughs> yeah. Chasing the carrot. For sure. So it that's it's just so important. You, you just you will feel so much better and be so much happier if you can learn contentment. Now, a person, and this is the scripture that um, actually brought it to me, it to my mind, or whatever to do it as a message. I mean, Sterling read this before I went to bed one night, and um, it's David in a psalm. And David had a lot of ups and downs in his life. Uh, yeah. <laughs> extreme. Oh, oh my yes. Goodness, journey. journey agrees, I think. Yes. He went on many a journey. <laughs> uh, all right. All right. All right. Um, so this particular chapter is chapter 17. Um, and I'm just going to read through it real quick. Hear the right, O Lord. Attend unto my cry. Give ear unto my prayer that goeth not out of feigned lips. Let my sentence come forth from thy presence. Let thine eyes behold the things that are equal. Thou hast proved mine heart. Thou hast visited me in the night. Thou hast tried me and shall find nothing. I am purposed that my mouth shall not transgress. Concerning the works of men, by the word of thy lips, I have kept me from the paths of the destroyer. Hold up my goings in thy paths, that my footsteps slip not. I have called upon thee, for thou wilt hear me, O God. Incline thine ear unto me, and hear my speech. Show thy marvelous loving kindness, O thou that savest by thy right hand them which put their trust in thee, from those that rise up against them. 
Keep me as the apple of the eye. Hide me under the shadow of thy wings. From the wicked that oppress me, from my deadly enemies who can pass me about. They are enclosed in their own fat. With their mouth they speak proudly. They have now come past us in our steps. They have set their eyes bowing down to the earth, like as a lion that is greedy of his prey, and as it were a young lion lurking in secret places. Arise, O Lord, disappoint him, cast him down. Deliver my soul from the wicked, which is thy sword. From men which are thy hand, O Lord, from men of the world which have their portion in this life, and whose belly thou fillest with thy hid treasure, they are full of children and leave the rest of their substance to their babes. And this is the verse. In the last one, 1715. As for me, I will behold thy face in righteousness. I shall be satisfied when I awake with thy likeness. David says, all these things can be happening. You know, he starts out, hear me. He's, it's a prayer. He is asking God to keep him and help him to do what's right. And then to rescue him from these wicked people that are all around him, his enemies. And he says, they have their own, you know, they're enclosed in fat, which back in those days, if you were fat, it meant you had a lot of money. So you could eat a lot. So they had their money, they had their food or whatever, um, but they're still greedy. Like they have their eyes set, bowing down like as a lion that is greedy of prey. Like they still can't get enough. But he says there at the very end, as for me, I will behold thy face in righteousness. I shall be satisfied when I awake with thy likeness. That's all he needed was God's likeness with him. Mm -hmm. I shall be satisfied. That verse just, it just struck me so hard. And then it got me thinking about the contentment in, in Philippians 4 there and everything that surrounds that. Yeah, it can take a little bit of work on our part. Sometimes it can take a lot of work depending on where we are in life. Yeah. Um, but it is worth it to have the joy, have the peace, have that contentment not always struggling for more. God is enough. Yeah. And he gives us so much on top of himself. <laughs> we don't need anything else. But he still gives us so much. Yeah. So, we need to learn how to be satisfied. Complete yeah. satisfaction. Someone asked me if it's, if it's guaranteed and if you do all those things that we talked about earlier, then yeah, it is. It is guaranteed. I find myself struggling with that. I was, you know, I mean, growing up poor and not having nothing, not having much, you know, I always want to give my kids more. I always try, 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 look for new things. But maybe, maybe I just need to take a step back and just look at what I do have. You know what I mean? I do have a good life so far. So maybe I just think too much of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, I do the same with my daughter. I, I try to give her stuff that I never had yeah. or whatever. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But yeah, to a degree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's when that's all consuming. Mm-hmm. It's making me is when it's the problem. Lose time with them, you know. What I mean, just trying to, you know, get a better job or you know work more, you know, just for the money, you know, when it comes down to it, you know. What I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm listening to you. You're making good points. It's <laughs> just a CD. It's like no I'm just what you say, man. That's happened. <laughs> I'm thinking about the audio listeners, and they're going. I'm telling you, those those finger taps you heard, those were Neil. So email him. Don't <laughs> start a beatbox. So that is my message. 
Yeah, and I, I really like that. And that's um, I actually uh, I wrote it uh, down already for for our show notes. That um, I, I don't know where, where we're at on time. Actually, we're I think we're probably yeah um, for the family portion. I wanted to talk about um, what what does bring us uh, peace, uh, contentment, um, and and then how do we relax? Um, and talking about um, you know God bringing us peace and that He should be enough. Certainly, and then like through that. Uh, prayer and meditation, that uh, that time with him. Um, uh, your, your mom brought the message talking about prayer changes things. It certainly does. I talked about um, and one of the messages I brought how, like, how you need to find your solitude um, and spend that time with God because I know that 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 little fifteen minutes of time that I take in the morning uh, before work that's precious. It's like uh, uh, and, you know, my dogs will come up to me and. Put, put their heads in my lap and try to like, they're trying to get my attention or whatever. And I'm just like, okay guys, I, I see you, but this is my time to just kind of like turn everything off and I'm by myself and this is my time to pray and just think and reflect. And, uh, I, I find that relaxing. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a way for me to, uh, find peace. Uh, it, st- it sets you up for the day. Like if you could start your day off with a little prayer, even if it, maybe you don't have 15 minutes, maybe you only have five, but like that when your feet hit the ground uh, or even before your feet hit the ground in the morning, like when you're in your bed and you're looking up at the ceiling, you know, maybe you're Maybe you got it before your alarm goes off. Cause a lot of us do that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that little, t- that's a little bit of time you say, all right, God, I'm here alone with my thoughts. Here's what I got. And I, I think that that'll, that'll give you some peace to set you up for the day. Um, I do. I do mine before I go to bed. Um, that's just how I am able to do it. Um, and it helps me no matter what has happened during the day, I can kind of wash it all down. Mm -hmm. And I end my night thinking about what I read or I will fall asleep praying, (laughs) which used to be kind of weird to me. Um, until somebody, I don't remember where I heard it from, but um, they're like, would you be mad if your child was sitting there talking about their day and they fell asleep in your lap? Hmm. That's, I mean, he's our father, so yeah. he's okay with that. He knows. like. Yeah. And then it, and then those times when it's something really impactful, like that verse, Psalm 17, 15, and I've been thinking about it all week now. So for sure, um. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> you know, a lot these last few years have just been so hard. You know, when I was a yeah. teenager, I had this motto, this life model. Uh, you know, Christ is the rock in the center of this uh, storm I call life. As and I would say that I would say it all the time. Boy, I did not have a lot of storms when I was a teenager, though. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, you know, I, I grew up in a, in a family that didn't have those kinds of storms, at least not to me. Um, I know that that is not the same for everybody. Yeah. Uh, teenage years can be some of the worst for some people. Um, so when storms started to rock me, really rock me, I had to dig deep <laughs> and be like, okay, do I really mean that phrase where that Christ is the, the rock of peace in the middle of the storm? Um, 
And it's like, I thought I'd kind of, okay, I've got a handle on this. I'm standing firm. And then all of a sudden, a brand new storm, different, you know, like at first I was going through a blizzard. Now I'm in a hurricane, like, <laughs> or a wildfire. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, you know, still, okay, do I really mean it? And, and, and when I stop doing my, like, quiet time or devotions, whatever you want to call it, when I stop doing that, and I just sit there stressed out, and that's literally what it is. I'm always stressed out. I'm always combative. I'm, you know, depression is huge for me um, when I don't take time because depression, yes, there's, you know, the physical component of it, but a lot of depression is definitely spiritual. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it definitely weighs heavier when I'm not going to the one with, with those cares that I have and not rejoicing, and I'm not getting that peace because I'm not content. I'm not satisfied with having God and then all those extras that he has already given me. Yeah, I'd say a depression is like, a, it's an it's an oppression. Yeah. Yeah, um, that we allow in our lives sometimes. And yeah, we can, it can really, you can really take us for a loop. Mm-hmm. Um, Rough. What, well, what do you do to um, find peace of mind, Neil? Just saying about my kids, like really, and everything else is wrong. I feel like they're always consistent. You know what I mean? They're happy. They're always, and that that's a good feeling for me. You know what I mean? Like just knowing that they don't have to deal with everything I'm dealing with, and it makes me feel like I'm doing something right. You know what I mean? In the long run, so I try to use that. I mean, obviously, you know, you still deal with it outside, but you can have your little close circle, and you know, shut everything else away. You know, my family, not just my kids, I guess, but. It really helps when, uh, you know, my daughter, she's been doing, she's just like me. So she's been doing this thing. Like I always like tickle her neck. I'll be like, look up. She'll, she'll come up to me and be like, look up. And then I'll be like, oh, she'll be like, I got your neck. <laughs> For all the viewers out there. <laughs> but, uh, that really, uh, just little things like that makes me happy. You know what I mean? So it takes all the pain or any worries away that I'd be having. That I would be having. It's okay. Ebonics <laughs> on one. <laughs> Product of our environment, right? Yeah. For real. I have to correct myself all, all the time. Straight out of Compton. <laughs> Straight out of Twin Air, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Ryan? How how do you uh, how do you find peace? Uh, with family mainly, and then on my fire side of the family, uh, we've been through a lot in the public safety world right now. Primarily, uh, I get along with those guys. Uh, we do, just do things in the firehouse. We go out and about. So a lot of us are also getting on other departments, which is all in the process of a few. Uh, one I didn't make, but mainly family and fire. So. <laughs> yeah, I get you some good music, too. Who music's life-changing. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's uh, it's due to vibrations, right? Is it? I mean, everything everything is vibrations. So, it's, looking on a scientific level, uh, although although uh, I mean, even the word of God, it's going to give out those vibrations, right? Because everything since everything's vibrations, so even our we perceive our, our human bodies as solid, but they're they're vibrations actually, and the noise and, and music is is vibrations as well, and uh, especially when we got it on a vinyl record. And the and why is the reason I say this because what's what's different between a vinyl record and uh, these young kids and their MP3s? <laughs> Not that I don't listen to MP3s, but 
um, the the record when it when it's pressed, um, all those vibrations are actually dented into the wax. They're 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 put into the wax. So when that music actually processes through analog speakers, uh, those vibrations that were put on that record from the original music, you're actually getting that original vibration. So that's why it feels different when you listen to a a vinyl record than when you're listening to just an MP3, no matter how much bass you put on it. Um, and especially if you're listening, I don't know, with, with the Carpenters, you know. <laughs> 2023, Josh talking about vinyl records. <laughs> hey, there's a record player right over there. Yeah. <laughs> if you, if you guys want to listen a little bit of Johnny Cash later, I got some got some Johnny Cash, some Waylon Jennings, yeah. Just no table vibrations. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, music is a great, great uh, thing of therapy and gives gives um, really good... Uh, you okay, Sterling? All right. Uh, I just seen him kind of processing his hair, so I don't know. maybe he's just kind of sleeking it back. Processing his hair. <laughs> It looks good. You always look good. He turned as red as my microphone. <laughs> <laughs> you can still make him blush. That's good. Hey. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, I do have some yeah records and stuff. So, but yeah, music is a great, great therapy. And uh, yeah, because and I think it's because of that. Because that's why when we feel music, it goes into our very soul. I feel yeah, I get goosebumps sometimes. Like if I watch a, it's America's Got Talent. It always it always does it for me. <laughs> like if they <laughs> someone really good, you can just feel it. You're like oh god. <laughs> well, <laughs> cut that out. I felt that one. <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> Josh, <laughs> you're Jewish too, huh? <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> it's all right. We can, we all have a little bit of phlegm. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> what else? What else relaxes us and, and, and gives us some peace? Sleep. Sleep. <laughs> yeah. Sleep. Sleep is needed, Sleep right? Is needed. Eight hours said by doctors. <laughs> yeah, I don't even get that. <laughs> Being out in nature. Yeah. Like we went, at, I just went on a business trip uh, to Bedford. Um the Salvation Army has a, a 700 acres that they own down there. Um, and it was just wide open space. Like, um, I know Sterling's real sensitive to, um, like, electric uh, vibrations. Yeah. <laughs> and so when he gets out into, like, the woods and things like that, away from that, it's so, I mean, I can notice a difference. Yeah. And he's extra sensitive to it. So he is, like, almost another person. <laughs> When he's not around all the buzzing mm-hmm. noises. Yeah. And um, on top of that, just the clear air, you, you are seeing the creation of God. You know, it wasn't exactly green because the time of year. Yeah. But I could just imagine, mm-hmm. you know, and there were hints of green because our weather is Indiana is bipolar. Um, <laughs> So there were some hints of green. <laughs> it's further than that. I think it's schizophrenic, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> so definitely being out in nature uh, can be definitely healing and peaceful, and you can be. <sighs> yeah, that is the noise that I make when I go out into nature. Yeah, definitely, and just kind of like that that full I breathe it in, bugs. breathe it out. I sweat yeah. a lot, and I hate the bugs, boys. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, 
That's why you go in like love me. I don't know why <laughs> they say I got sweet blood, yada yada. But, <laughs> but they are all over me, and I can't stand it personally. But they say the sunlight is a great healer for everything. You know, brings yeah. out the endorphins or whatever. Yeah, vitamin D. Yep. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> well, I think the reason I love to get to spend time with nature is just just to be able to hear the sounds and everything comes because there's another set of vibrations, right? Like you said, um, you're actually disconnecting from all, all those, there's a lot of vibrations when you're in this, when you're in a city, I mean, you've got your, um, electrical waves, which we've discussed radio waves. Uh, there's even microwaves, <laughs> not what's in your kitchen. There's actual micro waves, <laughs> small waves. Um, and they surround us all the time and they're actually passing through us all the time. And so that's why, um, when we get to spend that little bit of time in nature, for those of us who live in the city, we are just overjoyed. That's why we act so crazy when we get to go camping. Um, it's, I, and I have a lot of family that live in the country, and they go, they go, I don't understand it. Why do you get so jacked up about <laughs> getting into a tent? And it's like, because I never get to do that. <laughs> everything's noisy. Everything's all the time. Everything's faster in the city. And, uh, yeah, it's I don't nice. I know about that. But, yeah, <laughs> I mean, Greenfield where she's at, it's fast over there since it's developed. I don't know if you've been in... My stomach <laughs> had something to say about that, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've been in Fortville and McCordsville oh, area journey. Re- recently. <laughs> on my stomach. Uh, they put in a lot of new development out there. So well, yeah. It's, when it's when things start... Fast. Yeah, when the development starts coming in, that's when things start to move faster, right? Yeah. yeah. I was out there... Four years ago, and this is when I just started public safety at a high school. The department I applied to had sticks around it. Now I go out there, there's millionaires living out there. It blew yeah. me away. <laughs> Imagine one of these days, you know, not too far, not too distant future, you'll be telling your kids, uh, back in my day, <laughs> this was nothing but sticks and cornfields. <laughs> it, it literally is. It's literally how it was. Yeah, we're millionaires. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally how it is out there. Being in nature, though, it does let you, like, self-compose, like, decompose, you know, I mean, talk to yourself pretty much. In the city, you're never, like, uh, never have a chance to just sit there in your own thoughts a lot of time. You're always, you know, car driving down the street, you know, and all this. You're always paying attention to everything else besides yourself sometimes, and I feel yeah, or you pull out your cell phone. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> just because if you're bored or, you know, starting a podcast. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Sterling almost walked off on that one. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> no, it is. I think I find this relaxing as well, like yeah. just being able to do this every week and knowing that um, I can reach out to a, a now a, a – pretty good sized community of people um even if it's with like what half an hour early time yeah. Yeah. to show up 40 minutes <laughs> yeah. 6:30 like, uh, sure, sure i'm not doing nothing so yeah i um i had reached out to to neil like just just shy of the show and i was like hey could you sit in for louis louis not feeling well um nowhere near as good so i mean sorry guys yeah it just you got to you got to learn uh, the, the the ways of the Puerto Rican. Yeah. <laughs> He'll teach like you. Tacos. Yeah, nice. he's got a lot of knowledge to pour out into you. <laughs> um, I don't I don't know about uh, 
don't know all that, but <laughs> you might, you might take offense to that. I'm lost. He, now. Call you, he might start calling you Jill Biden for that one. Oh, <laughs> Words are hard. <laughs> Sometimes, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> he just rambles. I'm like, what? Is that a sentence? Oh. Even worse, the sentence is like in front of him. Journey is trying real hard to be part of it tonight. She's been real interactive tonight. <laughs> yeah, we. I. Uh, that was another thing that happened on a whim. I just kind of let her hang out with it. Sometimes she didn't always get to hang out down with her, down here with us, but I thought, ah, well, you know, we'll give her a chance, and she's been contributing. <laughs> I think she takes her true toys inside you, keep making noise. <laughs> she hears it. <laughs> and maybe that's what it is. She yeah, thinks it's, it's a it's, it's one of her toys that <laughs> over here grumbling. Trying to play. Trying to play. <laughs> yeah, um, I guess oh, that'll be another thing that uh that brings me peace between, you know, hanging out with Laura, um is, is hang, hanging out with her and then the dogs too, because that they're just uh they're it's they show like how mu- how far God's love can go, really dog I think dogs do. I think 'cause they they no matter what, they're like, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. Hey, hey, did you see this? Did you see this? I don't know. It's just kind of like, <laughs> I, I, in my mind, I see them as like this this living creature that's really living out what God wants us to see. And we should just like really love each other as they they just unconditionally love. Um, unless Sterling's around, and then the dogs. Uh, love him, and then they they see me as chopped liver, but <laughs> for the most part, they unconditionally love. <laughs> yes, that's right. Journey's <laughs> green. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, because I was I was uh I was talking with Laura the other night and talking about how stressed out I was about a lot of different things and things that are on my plate, and she's she's like, okay, well, sit down, and tell me about it, and talk about you know someone doing that. And then she does this thing where she rubs the back of my scalp. And I think like most guys can relate to this. If they, if they've got a wonderful woman in their life, they know that it's like this, there's something that happens when the back of your scalp gets, gets rubbed. <laughs> and you just, all the, all the, all the neurons that were firing before just shut down and you're just like, uh-huh. very agreeable, mm-hmm. become very, very agreeable. <laughs> Yes. I'll clean the, I'll do the dishes. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, can you take out the trash right now? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, just as soon as you get done doing this. Yes. <laughs> I'll do whatever you want. <laughs> three, you'll stand out. <laughs> yeah. It is hypnotizing. Yeah. <laughs> but very relaxing. Um, hey, babe, when did you clean the house? Oh, you did, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. It's <laughs> crazy. Yeah, when we were when we were getting ready down here, uh, uh, I showed... Uh, Oh, Ryan here that the the ways of the vacuum. How to use a vacuum? <laughs> yeah, because we have first you know, time. <laughs> we have the the, the carpet the rug down here now, mm-hmm. and uh, after the past few weeks, and uh, uh, I was like, you know, Journey puts her stamp on it a lot, so we uh, we have to uh, vacuum it frequently, and uh, yeah. Now Ryan knows how to vacuum, so I can I can tell <laughs> I can it tell. Looks so good. I think you did a good job. <laughs> I can tell Maddie. Uh, Hey, he knows how to vacuum now, yeah. so he has no excuses. He <laughs> just rub the back of his scalp and tell him to vacuum. <laughs> the look he's giving you. Don't tell my secrets. 
<laughs> he has no words. <laughs> oh, goodness, Journey. She is really, really vocal. Okay. <laughs> Where are we at on time there, Stir? 16 more minutes. 16 more minutes. I think I think we might have a a shorter episode this week. Uh, you know, it's it's that they they can't all be an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes we go over time. Sometimes we uh, we shorten it up a little bit. Um, it's because uh, Alan's not here to fill in all that airtime, right? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you have a button for that? Yeah, we 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 do have a button for that. <laughs> yeah, we love Alan. Yes, we do. We love Alan. That's right, Journey. Wow. My goodness. We might have to uh, put her upstairs or something. Okay. Um, she wants attention is what it is. Yeah, like, what are you guys doing? Yeah, she's starving for it. Um, so our first <laughs> article of the night is uh, coming from Blaze Media. USA Today will stop running a Dilbert cartoon after racial comments. What's it mate? What happened now? <laughs> this one. What what did you do? <laughs> yeah, do it again. He just keeps <laughs> giggling. Uh, yeah, allergies. <laughs> oh, you take away his phone and he snorts. Uh, <laughs> he misses his phone. I'm partially deaf, so I don't hear anything you guys are doing. <laughs> I have to, I have to read the lips. Um, anyhow, uh, the, you know, the first article of the night is from Blaze Media. The USA Today will stop running Dilbert cartoon after racial comments by creator Scott Adams. Uh, USA Today announced that it will, uh, it would stop publishing the Dilbert cartoon after comments about black people from creator uh, went viral on social media. Um, at Gannett, uh, we lead with inclusion and strive to maintain a respectful and equitable environment for the diverse communities we serve nationwide. Read the statement from the company that publishes USA Today. The USA Today network will no longer publish the Dilbert comic due to recent discriminatory uh, comments by its creator, it added. Scott Adams had, I had to click the read more, sorry. Scott Adams had uh, become a nationwide uh, trending topic after he said that videos of uh, black people uh, beating, beating white people had convinced him that whites should not help black people or live in communities with a large percentage of black people. Um, quote, that's a hate group and I don't want to have anything to do with them. And uh, said Adams, while citing a poll that said many blacks disagreed with the statement that it's okay to be white. And I would say, based on the current way things are going, the best advice I would give to white people is to get the Hades, I'm going to edit that because it's an expletive deleted for me, uh, away from people, he said. Uh, just get the expletive deleted away, Adams added. Uh, wherever you have to go, you just get away because there's no fixing this. This can't be fixed right. This, uh, this can't be fixed. Uh, you just have to escape, he continued. He went on to say that he took his own advice and moved to an area where there was a very low black population. He also said that he was going to stop helping uh, black America 
because it doesn't seem to pay off. Quote, it helps, uh, it helps no sense to help black people if you're white, he, he concluded. Uh, one uh, video of comments garnered more than 1.8 million views on Twitter. However, in an interaction with a critic on social media later, Adams appeared to assert that he did not seriously believe what he said about ra- uh, racial relations. Apart from uh, being a popular cartoonist, Adams previously made headlines when he began praising Donald Trump's use of language in his, uh, uh, in his successful bid to win the 2016 presidential election. Um, now, to give further context to this, because it doesn't actually talk about it in the article, um, Adams uh, was referring to a um, poll done by uh, Reuters. Uh, Reuters is a national poll service. They're usually pretty reputable, or they're they're the ones that's most trusted by traditional media. Um, and what they did is they asked um, as many uh, Black Americans as they could, uh, "Is it okay to be white?" And a rather large percentage said no. I think it was in in anywhere between sixty to seventy percent, somewhere in that 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 range. And so he said when the majority of, he was making the reference to when a, when a majority of a people um, say that it's not okay for you to uh, live with an immutable characteristic that you can't change, that you were born with, um, then that would be considered, that should be considered a hate group. And so that's where he's actually coming from. And so when he went on to say you should get away from them, it was more of a, I would say, borderline satirical statement saying like, if this poll was true, then this is what you should do. Not, you should just do this. It's not what he's saying, but because we're always pulling uh, context out these days, as opposed to content, right, Sarah, there's always this content and then we pull out context. Um, and then that's all they see is just, they put their blinders on. They only see the context and not the content that was actually there. Um, that's why this misconception actually happened. So what do we think about um, Dilbert cartoonist Scott Adams being canceled? I still don't think you should have said it. Whether it was in that context or not, because of the culture of our nation, you shouldn't have said it. People do not know how to, and we had a whole long, uh, we've been in the book of James at our church, and it's, it's heavily focused on the words that come out of your mouth. And that is something that people just do not do. And he, sh- I don't think he should have said it. I think that if he, and then it goes on to say that he did actually move to a place with the Lord. That makes me think that it wasn't satirical and that he's just trying to cover his butt. Makes me feel like he's, he's afraid of, you know what I mean? Like afraid, like I feel like you shouldn't treat people with, you shouldn't judge a book by its cover. You know what I mean? Like he instantly moved because he felt afraid that, his surroundings or this person is going to act just like this person. I understand the poll said like 80% or what was the, it was somewhere between 60 and 70%. Yeah. yeah. I understand. Like, I mean, that is the majority of whoever they polled. You know what I mean? Obviously you don't know what it could be, you know, self competent. You know what I mean? Like something very, yeah. Well, we don't even know. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think that that's accurate either. Right. 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 I mean, obviously, cause we grew up in predominantly the black neighborhood and mm-hmm. we never experienced any of that. Right, right. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I don't, yeah, I, that's how I feel. I don't see color because I think 
most of like ghetto ness and all, it's based on like your environment, not like your color. So, yeah, socioeconomical yeah, position. Exactly. Yeah. It's solely like I know ghetto people that are white and black. You know, what I mean, so I feel like it's just where you're raised at and how. I just your economic yeah economical. If you're poor, you're gonna act a certain way most of the time just because that's what you see as a young kid as growing up into the streets or whatever. They, yeah. So I just feel like <clears throat> that like you shouldn't judge a book by its cover. I feel like his statements were like I feel like he was like the suburban white kid that you know he just yeah. his whole life you know he's always been away. He's never been. He's never seen it from that side. of Never been immersed. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, uh, taking out of context might be one thing. You never know how, what exactly he said. But, yeah, I agree. He should have said it. I mean. Yeah. He just, great cartoon. But Yeah. <laughs> it is a great cartoon. I do, I do enjoy it. Um, it's actually um, the second most popular cartoon that they've ever, they've ever ran. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's always been well. I think I can't remember when it started, but it's it's been consistently um, the either number two or number one, like back and forth. It, like it, it contended with peanuts for a long time. So yeah. um, when he said he was just like joking too afterwards, I mean, it just makes me feel like his media relations is like, hey, you got to come out with a statement saying like he was either playing or <laughs> yeah, it's gonna I, get bad, bad. I watched the clip. And it's uh, as much as I could anyway, you know, because yeah, yeah. like, you, you go, you go either way um, around the, 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 the context, just a couple minutes and you actually, you know, you get a different vibe from him mm-hmm. and what he's saying completely. Um, not, not to say that he should have said it, obviously, you know, he wasn't thinking in the moment. It was kind of like um, one of those things where he does this thing every day where he sits and he has his coffee and he talks with people. Yeah. And then he just kind of spatters off. Yeah, yeah. And there should be more thought behind it, um, which is where the Book of James would come in. Is you know, thinking before you speak, um, and and really being intentional with your words, um, and that's where he got in trouble. Being canceled over it though, um, seeing as that he doesn't have like a history of this, like he's not just running around, you know, pointing at people and saying I don't like you because of this or that. I th- I think that just immediately canceling somebody and not giving them a chance. I agree with that too. Yeah. Me personally, I say some, uh, raunchy jokes. Like I've, I've said some, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I've, I've, I push the limit on some jokes sometimes. So, I mean, me personally, I don't feel that way. So I know, I don't know him. So it's hard to like just strike and strike him down because, you know, of a certain yeah. situation where you don't know exactly what he was talking about. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that he's, he's going to be just fine financially speaking. I mean, being yeah, around for that for long, <laughs> he, he can just put it out on his own. So, I mean, that's yeah. a, a freedom of the press kind of thing. They have the freedom to cancel him. So yeah. 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 Whatever. Yeah. Don't say stuff that you know you shouldn't say in a culture that says you shouldn't say it. Well, I, I don't mind railing against, um, Especially the current, well, current current culture, and I think it's because a lot of people say, well, I get triggered when someone says this or that. Um, I don't mind railing against that. And if you, if you want to cancel me, cancel me. I don't care. Because um, I'm not talking about race relations here. I'm talking about um, the way we have, we're supposed to tiptoe around everything is the reason I say that. It's because, like, we're, we're always having to go, oh, well, I might offend, I might offend somebody if I, if I, no, like, I'm, uh, if I'm saying something, I'm going to, I'm purposeful in it. 
but I'm saying it in love. Know that I'm not like if I, like I had I had uh, Ryan's phone taken away. It wasn't because I wanted to be mean. It's because I wanted you to be able to hear this. You're going to get this. Like she had Sarah's delivering a message. She's bringing something um, that uh, only a handful of people can do. Right? There's only a handful of people in the world that'll actually be willing to talk about the word of God and actually deliver it, and people be able to hear it. And I wanted you to be able to have that. So I did that in love. It wasn't because I was trying to be mean. Obviously, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so. Um, that's why I don't mind <laughs> going as far as to, to being canceled. If, um, I'm saying something that I truly believe is the right mm-hmm. thing. Seeing that again, that's something it's some, I said culturally, but I mean, that was a nasty thing to say. It was a nasty thing to say. Yeah. So I'm honestly okay with them canceling him for that. Yeah. So right. he shouldn't have said it. It was a nasty thing to say. There's a lot of things that I don't agree with, but. Um, that people say, but I would, I don't, I, I mean, even, even going as far as to say, like they talk about uh, Kanye West, that man went on Alex Jones's show and said that he, that he loves Hitler. I know that he's got problems and I don't, I wouldn't, I don't say that I don't think he should be canceled. I think that he should be allowed to say, even if we think it's crazy or ignorant or just plain stupid, um, we got that freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, if USA Today once doesn't want to run him anymore, if a lot of newspapers doesn't want to run him anymore, they're a business, they can do that. Um, but if he wants to continue saying what he wants to say, even if we think it's bad and wrong, um, I think he should be allowed to say it um, and not be uh, seen as completely evil. Mm-hmm. Um, because some people are just, they don't know any better when they say things. They're not, they're, maybe they're ignorant. Maybe he's... Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe he fully well knows what he's saying. Maybe he fully well knows that uh, it how how it came out, and he was intentional in it, and then now he's paying the price for it. But um, yeah, but we don't know. So that's the yeah. issue. Like you, like okay, even maybe he is truthful or whatever he feels that way. But obviously, he needs to have more conversations with people to so he can understand like cultural difference. You know, what I mean, like not everybody's the same. Not everybody acts that way. Not everybody feels that way. So, I mean, because not everybody thinks that way. Right, and, and and I think even uh, if if instead of doing like an apology tour, like all too often happens in today's world, if 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 he sin- sincerely wants to show um, that he doesn't actually you know full on believe these things, that it was more of a a, a statement made you know based on yeah based on this this poll. one particular poll, then he should go through and uh, reach out. Mm-hmm. to people and say, Hey, come on the program, come on the podcast with me. Let's talk through this. Let's get through the motions. Cause instead, cause I think, I think apologizing is the worst thing you can do at this point. I think that it's always the worst thing you can do. Um, instead of just talking through it with people, mm-hmm. um, especially when it comes to very sensitive subjects like this, um, which, uh, I, I think that separating people based on their skin color is just, stupid and wrong mm-hmm. um no matter what you, whether whether you're black or you got a reverse tan like me mm-hmm. <laughs> um or puerto rican or puerto rican you know um we all bleed red that's right mm-hmm. and that, it's, it's actually blue when, when it's inside our bodies you know that <laughs> a little bit of science you got the there. fancy blood <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> i was gonna make a west virginia joke but i'm gonna leave it there <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> 
I feel like not enough conversations do go on though. That's a big problem. Even when you're on, you know, a uh, podcast or whatever, you're always trying to promote something or somebody has you trying to sell product, you know what I mean? Instead of just actually going on there to have like an honest conversation, how everybody feels. Yeah. Well, um, it goes back to <laughs> something we've talked about in the past on, on here is um, um, being civil, being able to have a civil conversation and, and, and be having different, different points of view, but being able to talk about them mm-hmm. in a civil manner right. and not like really like raining down on somebody and saying, Oh, you're absolutely wrong. And this is how it's going to be. Uh, you find, you, you find out that you actually have more things in common than not mm-hmm. uh, when you actually just talk to people. Egotist. Egotist. <laughs> yeah. Is. The ego is a hard thing to get over, right? Mm-hmm. Um, um, <laughs> saying I'm a lot. I'm finding myself in a circle. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so going into our second article of the night, um, this actually comes from local news source, Fox 59. Uh, portion of toxic waste already delivered to Indiana landfill. Um Putnam County, Indiana officials with Heritage Environmental confirmed Wednesday night that a portion of toxic waste from the train crash in Ohio, that's uh, New Palestine, Ohio, uh, has already been delivered to the Indiana landfill prior to an uh, informational meeting for concerned Hoosiers. Employees with the landfill held an information session at 7 p.m. Wednesday in Russellville Community Building to address concerns from Putnam County citizens. Uh, I think that they went on the, uh, it's always better to uh, ask for forgiveness than permission mm-hmm. clause. <laughs> uh, hundreds of uh, people from the community attended the meeting to voice their, uh, their thoughts on toxic waste potentially being transported to their backyards. However, during a meeting, uh, Heritage Environmental confirmed that three trucks filled with waste from East Palestine, Ohio, trained around it, already arrived Wednesday in Putnam County and have since been dumped. Boy, that would have me boiling. I know that. Um, quote, the most environmentally responsible thing to do with this material is uh, bring it to this facility, one Heritage Environmental employee said at the meeting. The comment was met with loud boos from the crowd, as it should be. Um, and, I, and I praise those citizens for actually standing up um, and letting, having their voices be heard. The meeting Wednesday lasted for over three hours, with some attendees stepping up uh, to the microphone to ask questions and others yelling from their seats. Hundreds of people at the meeting said they were concerned with the toxic waste shipments. Yeah, you should be. I mean, it's toxic waste. No matter how good they seal it, it could still get into your water, right? Um, Quote, you have been in violation 12 straight quarters, one person yelled. Uh, That is three straight years, and nothing has been done about it. How can we trust somebody that's been in violation? Um, end quote. Heritage Environmental said the Environmental Protection Agency, for what they're worth, a uh, viol- violation pre- uh, previously reported is for a labeling issue that has been resolved. I don't believe that for a second, to be honest. Um, the EPA website has not yet been changed to reflect that there is no longer a violation. Uh, quote, the landfill is specifically designed the way it is to keep the contaminants in the spot for, uh, forever so it will never get out into environment to the environment, contaminate anybody's water supply. Uh, one employee said, the facilities like this across, the, there are facilities like this across the nation. Um, when the landfill's representatives told the crowd of people that some of the waste shipments had already arrived and more were expected Thursday, 
The crowd was very upset and began booing once more. There was 2,000 tons of this soil brought to this location. That's uh, just uh, about 40 miles uh, outside of Indianapolis, by the way. Isn't that like two hours away? That's about 40 to 50, 40, between 40 to 50 miles outside of Indianapolis. Not that far away. So if it affects their water supply, it's not long before it starts affecting ours, too. That's what to say. I used to drive out there a lot. <laughs> yeah. So it's not too far. It's just a bad situation. What do you do with toxic waste, though? That is, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with it. I don't I also know the whole situation. I don't know this facility, hearing that they've been in violation, but they said, oh, it was just a clerical thing, basically. And it's like, it's what is there. the whole situation? Like, yeah. I don't, I, I would be concerned for sure. Like, I definitely agree. And I'm glad that even though it was a whole asking for forgiveness instead of permission, at least they still did that and let the citizens have a chance to say something. Yeah, <laughs> Although, what are you going to do yeah, about it now? Say, yeah. <laughs> well, there, there, well, there's there's still plenty they can do about it, but um, uh, there's there's always going to their, their legislative, mm-hmm. you know, and saying, hey, <laughs> tell them they can't do it here. Um, but imagine if that was here in Beach Grove. Because there, there, there's not that, not, not that far from here. There is a landfill. Um, there's actually another. There's, there's another landfill that's just outside of downtown, Indianapolis as well. It's like, I also two or three, I believe. Yeah. I also wonder um, what they, what they do with the rest of it. Like, why did only three truckloads come here? If it's such a high class facility, why didn't they just bring it all? Which I mean, I know you don't want you to bring it all, but if they say what it is, like as good as it is, then. That's where the majority of it should go, you know what I mean? Like, if it's a high class. So, it looks like they're trying to play both sides. Like, hey, because they never really explained, like, why this is such a good place for it, you know what I mean? Well, I, I, I have my theory. Mm-hmm. And my theory is um, that train derailment just so happened to happen in a, a uh, densely uh, red populated area. Red, red voting populated area. And then that soil was moved from there that's toxic waste and brought to a town in Indiana that I almost 100% guarantee you is most, if not all votes red guarantee it. Yeah. It didn't. That's why it was a good place for it. Put it in air quotes. It didn't end up in a blue County either. No, it, it didn't any, end up anywhere near <laughs> a blue area. Did it? No. Um, and that's, that's the thing, right? It's this, Oh, you you didn't vote correctly this last time. So let, well, how do you feel about living next to toxic waste? Because that's, that's what we're gonna do. Because um, the 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 citizens of East Palestine, they're dealing with air that smells like chlorine. They're dealing with dead chickens, dead uh, animals. Uh, in the animals, water. yeah. Um, that's wild. Yeah, fish gone. I mean, you know, it'd be devastating. Yeah, but that's what also if you know keep it all there. I mean, you're just going to kill the kill them all. You know what I mean? Like, it'd probably be worse and worse. Yeah. So, Something I mean, I understand skeptical. spreading it out. <laughs> but I want to know the other locations and, like, why, you know I mean? Only three truckloads came here and where else? And they're bringing more here and where else are they going with it and why? I guarantee you that the other places. Are red states. <laughs> red, red voting areas. Possible. Guarantee I'm ignorant it. to that information, so I'm not, I don't want to <laughs> jump the gun. But, you know. Yeah. I seemed skeptical. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a gambler, but if if I were, I'd be putting all my money on the fact that they'd be going to red voting areas. Guarantee it. Um, Pete had some uh, pool. He's like, "Hey, I used to mayor here, so 
That's about it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Old Buddha judge. Well, he is down in South Bend. But <laughs> it's all the same. No, I'm just I've <laughs> taken a drive up another. It's a long drive. <laughs> yeah, that is a long drive, but also it's a. Uh, you can tell you can tell <laughs> who was running it. Um, yeah. That's for sure. He didn't do a very good job either. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> and he didn't didn't leave leader very good leadership behind either. Um, that is wild. Have just toxic waste everywhere. Like how do you, how do you get rid of that? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That uh, your very first question. What do you do with toxic waste? Like <laughs> it's a Chernobyl incident right there. <laughs> Not bring it to Indiana, I'll tell you that. Yeah, right. <laughs> Not tr- transported in trains that can flip over. That's probably the story. Yeah. And well, and then, then they put it into trucks. It's like, well, what if one of those trucks flipped over? Or <laughs> yeah. Blew up or yeah. Caught on fire for some reason. One of the guys at my department was requested to transfer it. He said, nope. <laughs> he, uh, to South Bend? No. To Putnam County. Oh. He's in Ohio. He goes back and forth, and his company is going to tr- transport it, and he said no. Oh, Anything so with hazmat, he wasn't going to do. Oh, so you knew someone who they wanted to transport the toxic waste? Oh, so you got no. ins- inside baseball? I know. So yeah, I got you know where all the other places are going? <laughs> yeah, I got get more his name, than that. His <laughs> They're going to red areas then? <laughs> yeah. It's not sitting pretty. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot more insights I get before a lot of people, though. <laughs> Inside source, Ryan. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like the Greenwood Park Mall shooting, I knew about it before it hit the news because <laughs> I'm on the department, on a department in that area. So, yeah. Well, um, you know, uh, the, those citizens were critical of <laughs> the agencies in their area. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, someone else was critical of of the government. <laughs> Here recently. Nice segue. Uh, <laughs> I work on them yeah. right here in the old noggin. Coming from the Daily Caller, we're not a free country. Woody Harrelson blasts Hollywood for pushing forced vaccination. He did it on uh, Saturday Night Live, by the way. So actor Woody Harrelson held nothing back during a February interview with the New York Times where he blasted mandates and COVID-19 protocols. Harrelson conducted the interview to promote his new film, Champions. Looks like a good one, actually, by the way. Um, but things took a turn when he was asked about his perspective on the movie business uh, evolution since the 1990s. He said, uh, quote, now to get an indie done, um, especially with uh, COVID uh, protocols, which to me are rather absurd. I don't know what's going to happen, Harrelson said at the end of his response. The reporter immediately pushed Harrelson on what he felt was absurd about COVID protocols. Quote, he said, I don't think that anybody should have the right to demand that you're forced to do any do the testing, forced to wear a mask, and forced to get vaccinated three years on. I'm just like, let's be done with this nonsense. End quote. Harrelson shot back, starting that, uh, st- stating that all the above was not fair on the crews who put the movies together. Uh, he said, quote, I don't have to wear a mask. Why should they? Why should they have to be vaccinated? How's that uh, not up to the individual? I shouldn't be talking about this expletive deleted. Uh, it makes me angry for the crew. Harrelson did continue with the expletive deleted. He shouldn't be talking about. 
the anarchist part of me, he said, I don't feel that we should have forced testing, forced masking, or forced vaccination. That's not a free country. Bless the heart of the New York uh, Times uh, reporter who responded with what I felt was a really passive-aggressive comment on how uh, one of the big lessons from the pandemic is how irrational people are at uh, assessing risk and handling another's comfort levels of risk. Like, what the heck does that mean? What risk? What about personal choice? Clearly this weird statement didn't get to uh, under Harrelson's skin, though, as he said, quote, yeah, anyway, as an anarchist, I don't do well with mandates. Harrelson made headlines uh, Saturday after appearing on Saturday Night Live and focusing part of his opening monologue on the cartels, air quotes, underground cartels, behind uh, mass forced vaccination. I knew Harrelson was pretty cool, especially after he described himself as a redneck hippie on NSNL. But I had no idea he was the coolest guy in Hollywood right now. Um, so what Harrelson actually did is he, I don't know, did you guys get to see the clip at all? I missed the skit, no. I seen him on Saturday. Night Live. So it was during his opening monologue. Um, I, I had the video saved on my computer, but somehow lost it before we started the show. So um, bom, bom, bom. it was saved in my photos. Um, but what he goes through and he says is uh, he, he was handed a script. And the script said um, that he was going to um, work for the, the, the cartels. Mm-hmm. And uh, the cartels were going to start giving out drugs uh, or selling the drugs to people. And then, um, but then the cartels got control of um, the United States. Mm-hmm. And because they had control, they can decide what people were going to do in order to stay in their good graces, you had to keep taking their drugs. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. <laughs> and he said, uh, but I, I found that to be a terrible script, yeah. so I threw it away. <laughs> no one would ever believe that. In order to stay in the good graces <laughs> of something, someone in power, that you would have to uh, take some drugs mm-hmm. against your will. believe that's true. <laughs> I had a buddy um, of mine that I work with now was working for Carter uh, Texas is packed with cartel. Nobody knows, <laughs> but it, oh, Texas but is a bigger inside port. scoop. Ryan, yeah, yeah, it's constantly. But what he's saying, what he's saying there, is the the cartels, government. Yeah, and, right. And and then you know, them telling you you have to be vaccinated in order to do this, to do that, to get on a plane, to go to a concert, to um, <laughs> walk out your front door there yeah, for a while, go outside. Yeah, I. During the pandemic, I haven't been vaccinated. Still walked outside. <laughs> <laughs> right, because you went on your own volition, right? Yeah. But they'll tell you. Yeah. And they tried to tell people that because there are thousands of clips, literally thousands of clips of government officials saying, "Get vaccinated," and they'll say, "Oh, it's good for you." Or uh, Cuomo actually in in New York, yeah, he he went through and he was eating a cheeseburger. He's like, "Yeah, if you get vaccinated." Get one of these bad boys, and he's eating it. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. A cheeseburger is gonna have me put something in my in my neck. Yeah, sure. I want one that. Yeah, just give that to me right right away. I don't know what's in it. Let's put that in. Let's see how that goes. <laughs> and uh, that's that's what they were pushing, right? So he's just making a point to say, 
hey, this this is not a free country if mm-hmm. if we're going to be forced into something that we we had no choice in order to stay employed in order to do whatever. I mean, well, I really employment is is your key to doing everything else, right? Like because that's how you make your money and be able to walk outside. Okay. I mean, <laughs> If I'm not mistaken, any government job or something with a lot of public, they force you to get vaccinated, which I feel is kind of absurd. Like, I'm not a believer in the vaccine. I don't know what it is. I'm not, you know, either way, do what you got, do what you believe, you know what I mean? But personally, I just have a bad feeling about it, you know what I mean? So I never got it. I just felt like it was a bad feeling. Something inside me, you know what I mean? You just got to go with your gut sometimes, I feel like. And... You know, everybody's different, so everybody has their own opinion on it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, certainly if you know, if you wanted to get it, you know, enjoy early death, but that's <laughs> <laughs> my arm twitches now. I mean, you know, that that was your choice. Yeah, and it should you should be free to make that choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and but, uh, yeah, the way they force it, they like I just felt like it was really forced and not a lot of like I mean, I know the government was, or the country was shut down and they wanted everything back to normal and they felt like this is, it might be the way to do it, but it just all seemed real forced and like do it or else type mentality. And something about that really drove me the wrong way about it. You know what I mean? The whole situation, like you mentioned the shutdown, like that shouldn't have been a thing. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then if that wasn't a thing, then the mandated vaccines would need to be a thing to stop the other thing. Like mm-hmm. it just snowballed it into this n- crazy, insane. It all seemed fishy. Yeah, that's fishy. how I feel. And yeah. I mean, and I'm, like vaccines. I mean, you have your 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 vaccines that you get when you're a kid, mm-hmm. when you're a baby, and you can't go to school unless you have them, uh, except for a couple, very few, minuscule things um allergies obviously mm-hmm. is a big one and there's some religious reasons but you have to go through a lot of like paperwork and legal work to be able to yeah. go to school if but you don't get the vaccines but the difference between those two things is it was it's been tested for years and years and years and years yeah and that's what i was going to say and yeah. and doctors about the covid were so split mm-hmm. like everybody's like yeah get the polio vaccine like get yeah. your mmr like even get the chicken pox vaccine which is new because it wasn't around when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't around for me. <laughs> you got to get those chicken pox. <laughs> like, but now that's a, a that's a basically a mandatory vaccine. Um, but it's been tested. It's been mm-hmm. proven. It's and no. there's a lot of evidence for it. And it it took a long time to develop. Whereas the COVID vaccines, you don't develop a vaccine in three months. Exactly. It three. just doesn't happen. <laughs> like that's another thing. It's the amount of time. It took them to make one. Like it was only a couple, like a couple weeks, pretty much. And they had a, they knew what it was. They knew how to, you know, fix it or whatever. And it's kind they of they can't even get the flu shot right. Why should we trust yeah. something? Yeah. I agree. That's why I haven't had a flu shot in uh, well over fifteen years now, seventeen years now since I had my last flu shot. Oh, you're due for one. Yeah. No, yeah. I haven't. <laughs> and had every a flu time, shot in a every while, uh, well, I have, <laughs> I have problems every every time I ever got a flu shot. I got really bad sick. That's I weird. didn't get the flu. But I got really bad sick. I had some kind of adver- adverse uh, uh, effect, and I, I think it's I, don't, I might have, might have actually an, an allergy to it, um, whatever's in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but every time my doctor brings it up, you want the flu shot? Nope, because I don't want to be sick. Well, that's <laughs> what they say. They give you the flu so your antibodies can like yeah be ready to attack it. But it's like you're getting you're getting me sick just so 
But yeah. there's hundreds, hundreds of variations of the flu. Yeah. And that's what COVID has turned into. Oh, now it's this version. Oh, now it's this version. Oh, it's because of it's the different like vaccines and stuff. It is it keeps trying morphing. It is mutating. evolving and mutating. Like, whereas if we just kind of left it alone and, and, and let, it let it sort it itself course, out. Yeah. yeah. Like herd immunity. Yeah. yeah. Instead, it's becoming like the flu, and it's just going to keep getting more and more variations of it. And they and, and speaking of the flu shot, like, I mean, because of there's these hundreds of variations, they don't know which variations are going to be the prevalent ones every year. So they make a guess, mm-hmm. and they yeah. put about three or four uh, solutions or whatever into the flu shot for that year. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they're right, and sometimes they're wrong. You know what I haven't had uh, since I haven't had a flu shot? The flu. I haven't had the flu. <laughs> I, know, I right? mean, I don't even have to knock on wood. I know, like, it's like it just, it's just, uh, it, maybe that's, uh, you know, can look egotistical looking at it that way, but like, I just, I haven't had the flu since the last time I had a flu shot. Yeah, I don't get sick often. Yeah. So, well, in basic hygiene, my sister worked um, as, as a CNA, so she worked with immunocompromised people because she worked with the elderly and that's actually why she's one of the reasons she stopped working for them was because they kept trying to get her to take the flu shot mm-hmm. and she's like it is more effective more effective and she did all this research like she kept showing it to me and everything it is more effective to properly wash your hands and like cover your mouth correctly when you cough and sneeze mm-hmm. than to get the shot like my uh <laughs> my nephew's wife she's a x-ray technician and they was trying to force everybody to get the COVID shot and she's like i will quit and we will be poor and you know like there's nothing in her mind that is going to get her to get that shot and it's just the fact that they try to force it and force it and force it uh, is really messed up like you're really taking people's lives away for something that you know they don't believe in or they don't feel like like they don't want to do which is not a free country you know yeah well and and also the the difference i can't say this about the flu shot but the difference between it and the COVID vaccine uh, is that if you ask for paperwork on the flu shot, even though I don't want to take it, <laughs> um, they can they can tell you what's in it. Mm-hmm. They can give you a piece of paper and it tells you what's in it. Now, you may not know everything on that sheet and you might have to Google a lot of it or, or whatever your favorite search engine is, but, um, you know, you'll know what's in it. But if you open up the, the paperwork for a, a COVID vaccine, and it, and it comes, it actually folds out to a really large piece of paper, as large as this desk here, uh, just about. And it says on it, intentionally blank. I wonder why that is. I'm not saying that the, there's any correlation. I'm just saying, I wonder why that is. Why, why can't we know what's in it? I mean, you get sugar, you know what, you, you know, that's what's, you know, because they had, they have additives and stuff for sugar when you, you know, you're not just getting granulated sugar. There's something in it. You can turn it around. And there's there's the contents, you know. In, uh, well, even uh, even if you go to McDonald's, they have nutritional facts for their stuff. You go to their website. And I don't have any McDonald's in a very very long time, but I'm just saying, you go to their website. You can talk about too. You can look and you can see what they. <laughs> you can see what is in their food. Um, and and before you consume, why can't we get that for this? What is so? What are the, what do they have to keep under wraps? It it just. That, that increases my hesitation to want to put something in my body. And then uh, to go even a step further, we could talk about efficacy. Because the efficacy uh, uh, of, this, of this vaccine 
has been proven to be just about nil. What, what was effective? That? Just about nil. <laughs> what? What? Nil. What? <laughs> you talking to me? <laughs> nil, N I L L, not oh. nil. Although everything else is about nil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, what mind blows me as well. Um, so the COVID, you know, it's it's got worse, like uh, it's got better and better. You know, I'm like first, you know, got to, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Sit in your room all day alone, isolate or whatever. Yeah, yep. for like quarantine. ten days. Quarantine. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> isolate in your room all day. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's, it's the same. It's the same. First it was ten days. Now it's like five. I think it's lowered down a little bit more too. Yeah, and they still like they've. They've narrowed it down like, hey, it's a bad cold. You know what I mean? It's like real bad rest, like a bad cold. And you're still forced to get like vaccinations or sorry. Sorry, Josh. <laughs> I, see, I see what it is. But they still force you, which is crazy to me. Like, let's go back to normal. Let's get things right. Like, what is what is this thing got a hold of? You know, because yeah, I mean, COVID actually didn't go anywhere. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's still, still just as prevalent as it yeah. was when it first came here. But no one has it. Um, not to discount lives as lost. I mean, obviously. Yeah, obviously. But, the, but with herd immunity, it would have been a lot less loss. Probably. Because uh, people wouldn't have been so closed off from, uh, uh, they would have been able to keep their immunity up from all the other things that were attached well, to, to COVID. A lot of facts are also like misleading because um, I've had a few healthcare workers and cause of deaths, you know, there's multiple reasons, but they still labeled it as COVID. So it made it look like, you know, a million deaths, but really because it was so politicized. Yeah, and yeah. The last yeah, realistically, yeah. it was a hundred. You know, a hundred out of the, you know, ten thousand or whatever. But I, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it is definitely. Some people try to say, oh, it's not even a real thing. No, no COVID real, is yeah. definitely a disease. Like, my grandmother died of COVID. Sorry, yeah. my father-in-law died of COVID complications. Mm-hmm. Sterling has had it twice. Like, it is a real disease. They just need, they need to do better study on it and and supply that information mm-hmm. to the rest of the people like you're yeah. talking about. Like you yeah, can't I just mean, throw whatever you want at it and expect us to be okay with that. Right. Yeah. We like explanation. I mean, I had it. I had it for 11 days. Um I had and it once. Yeah. <laughs> I had it once. Or I had twice. a mild but I had a mild like well, I don't know. I mean, to me I feel mild, so you know, my experience ain't as severe as other people's. As far as I know, I haven't had it. You probably have. Like to be honest, yeah. You may just it may just have uh, it been such a mild case because you talked about all the variants and stuff, right? Like they just it got it got so weak yeah. through the herd immunity that we experienced. Well, the one um, time I really thought I had it, I, I was having like the ex- same exact symptoms as Sterling, and he tested positive and I tested negative. Uh, that that can happen with uh, that can happen with those like those rapid tests. <laughs> I didn't know it wasn't even the rapid. It was the regular tests, which are supposed to be more reliable. Yeah. Those, but those PC, PCR tests actually take an entire 24 hours for them to Some culture. people, I feel like, are just immune. Yeah. Like, so, I got uh, it. I had my daughter every day, and I had it, and she never got it, thank God. You know, that's that's one thing I was, like, praying for. Like, hopefully she don't get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it is still out there. Um, mm-hmm. But just because they t- – but they took the death toll off, off CNN, so that, you know, people are like, oh, it's over. We can just – but we should have been just living our lives to begin with. Just, just, uh, you know, and, um, I know I, I lost people too. Um, uh, that meant very a great deal to me as well. And, but that doesn't mean we can't live our lives. Like, and I, and I would still tell, like, even if I were to die of it, like if let's say I got a really bad case of it and I died of it, I would want you to know right now, if I got a really bad case of COVID and I want you to still keep living your lives, don't 
go back into your homes, into your hidey holes and get away from society. People need to be with people. Yeah, it was so depressing. Like like when my grandma had it, I mean, her and my grandpa, they both had it. And they're in the nursing home. And I, it's not like we could go visit her mm-hmm. and like be with her in her last moments. Yeah, that's even sadder. Yeah. Like... Taken away, like my mom went and visited and stood outside the window, like because that's as close as she could be to her parents. That's horrible. That's what happened with my one of my uncles in Ohio during that time. My uncle that moved out there now, he couldn't, like, my uncle and my aunt couldn't see my uncle, they had to be outside of the window. Yeah, yeah, and and the hospital restrictions were crazy, and that was really difficult when it came to my father-in-law and like that could have helped just to have been able to be there could have helped that situation and what it turned into afterwards. I feel like even for the patients, like I lost a buddy of mine named Ben and like, he couldn't even like see his kids and stuff while he's locked up in, you know, a hospital room. So even, you know, you get a chance to, something to fight for, you know what I mean? You don't just be sitting there dying alone. So, I mean, you know, you give up and, you know, that's a big thing, you know what I mean? You give up on your life and what's, you know what I mean, what's holding you here? Yeah, the will to live can definitely is, I think, almost always a deciding factor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's based on social interaction. We're social creatures. For sure. Um, I, I think it's a good place to land the plane. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so if you wouldn't mind uh, giving us a, a closing prayer there, Sarah. Okay. All right, God. Um, what a time that we've had uh, to speak with each other and uh, hear and share experiences and thoughts. Um, some things get uh, us more wild than other things, and... Um, you know, we're all different people. You made us differently in that way. Um, so just thank you for this place being safe to be able to express those things. Um, help us to remember ultimately that you are in control um, and that we can come to you whenever we are getting riled up and upset and stressed and we can find your peace and that during the good times and the bad that we have you in us and we can be strengthened and be content and that we can find our complete satisfaction in you. Because really you're all we need. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 That was our good, good friend, Sarah Metcalf Allen. She brought the message this week. That was a good one. I really liked it. <laughs> Be content, right? You say that every time. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're good at it. <laughs> if I if it was if it was awful, I'd have been like, hey. <laughs> You can Next leave now. Message. <laughs> <laughs> Never invite her back. And then uh, sitting next to her is young Mr. Ryan Sellers. Thank you. <laughs> Inside <laughs> scoop, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> he has an official nickname now. Yeah. Uh, he's got another nickname around here, but uh, we, we won't put that out there on the internet for him. Uh, it's just for us. It's just for us. <laughs> um, across from him, you know him as family now. Neil, Neil Covington. Thank you for joining us, sir. Uh, thank you for having me again. <laughs> it was fun. I enjoy, you know, 
Get some camera time. No, just kidding. <laughs> We're going to tape your hands together next time. <laughs> <laughs> bad habit. <laughs> well, then he'll I just use both hands. hands you know. I'm, I'm probably just as bad, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a composer at heart. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I've been your host, Joshua Cummins, reminding you that tax is theft. Tax is theft. <laughs> we'll see you next week.